Kick off your weekend with Metal Euphoria. Metal Maiden Vicky brings you a buffet of the best music the world has to offer with interviews from some of the biggest names in the music business. There is no better way to start your weekend than Metal Euphoria with Metal Maiden Vicky. Saturdays at 2 p.m. Central and 3 Eastern. This is SonicAsylumRadio.com. Visit Sonic Asylum Radio on Facebook for details on how to submit your music for possible airplay. Sonic Asylum Radio, the best underground music on the planet, period. Hey guys, welcome to Metal Uprising on SonicAsylumRadio.com. Of course, I am the one and only WarGod62. Of course, it is a hump day or midweek, whatever you want to call it, Wednesday, May 6th. 2021 a rather cool day here in minnesota uh it's been a terrible spring cool cold rainy windy miserable uh hopefully it'll warm up here so right now we got uh red flag warnings out uh grass fires out west um so very dry in the state of north dakota but things are hot here on metal metal uprising so uh welcome to the show uh so we got kenneth in the chat room and uh gary neff uh welcome guys see if anybody else popped in there uh let's see here wayne welcome he popped into uh the chat room of course uh i have wayne from project resurrect coming up at 8 30 so stick around for that uh i just played a couple of uh tunes from his bands of course uh project resurrect you heard keep moving on and then before that one of his first bands from 2007 with Phoenix Rain, you heard Another Night Alone, and that is off of Destination Unknown. Uh, I would venture to say that CD is well out of print, so if you got one, hold on to it. Probably worth big bucks. <laughs> Before that, you heard... Uh, some Nancy Wilson with the boxer featuring Sammy Hagar, the Red Rider, or the Red Rocker, and some Redemption. Now, that is a different Redemption, uh, definitely not uh, one we're used to. You heard Follow Me. Yeah, there are uh, five Redemption bands out there uh, two from the U.S., probably three, one from Ireland, and one from France. Uh, so, anyway, some redemption. And then I start off with a little Dirty Honey with California Dreamin', their uh, debut album. I've been kind of following this band uh, for about a year, year and a half now. They put out some uh, EP stuff, and finally they put out uh, uh, a debut album. Kind of a... Uh, bluesy hard rock retro 70 sound uh good band 
So uh, check it out. So yeah, coming up at 8.30, of course I got uh, Wayne Noon and his guitar player coming on the show at 8.30. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, I was hoping I wasn't going to have any glitches tonight. Of course, uh, I played my intro like I always do, uh, which was uh, uh, Dream Evil. And then uh, it kind of went into Dirty Honey, and then all of a sudden, boom, it quit. So I had to uh, stop everything, restart everything, and uh, knock on wood that we don't have any glitches for the interview. So anyway, uh, like I say, about 8.30, we will get the guys on. Let's get back into it. Here's some, uh, oh, new releases coming out. Tomorrow, um, Michael Todd Hall, new album coming out. I actually got that Monday, so I've had it for a little bit. Uh, new Artillery, uh, new Nightfire, um, new Bewitcher. I just got all those this week. So anyway, let's hear some uh, Nightfire. Off of Shattered Lands, here is the title track, Crank It Up.
All right, welcome back to Metal Uprising on SonicAsylumRadio.com. Hope everybody can hear me. And so far, uh, the stream is working good. Uh, no glitches. Knock on wood, like I say. Uh, you just heard a band called Haunter with Real Nightmare. Before that, a band called Hunter with Sad Eyes. Some new Velvet Viper with Holy Stink Mother. And uh, some brand new Nightfire with Shattered Lands off of the Shattered Lands uh, EP. Just came out here. So, And of course, tonight I have on the phone Wayne and the guitarist. I'm sorry, I don't know your name right offhand. I, if I did, I forgot. That's okay. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Of course, uh, uh, we're talking a little bit offline. That uh, I've known Wayne, God, since probably 2005, since the heart of metal boards, and uh, that's where I got to know him. And uh, of course, I'm going to go back a little bit with him, and his first band was. Phoenix Rain. Yes, it was. Well, tell us a little bit about that band. I mean, how you got it going and uh, what your ex expectations were with the band. With Phoenix Rain? Uh, yes. My expectations at that time, it was uh, I would still be doing it today, but obviously that didn't pan out. <laughs> Uh, it, it should have went a lot longer than it did, but uh, unfortunately, you know, things happened within the band, and uh, it just dissolved, you know. But I went in on a high note. Uh, my last show, I played uh, the Gramercy Theater to a sold-out crowd, and, uh, opening for Epica. So that was pretty cool. And, wow. You know, what a better way to go out, you know. Yeah, I bet. Of course, Epica, you know, they're one of the huge metal bands over in Europe, of course. Yeah, what God, what have they been around? Twenty years? Yeah, it has to be at least if, if we play with them. Yeah. That, that was oh God. We haven't been together for at least maybe thirteen years, I think, by now. Then yeah. yeah so they've been around a little longer. Yeah. So tell me why uh did the band uh only do the one album? I mean, were there differences or were there people moving or what? No, there was differences. Uh, uh, people, you know, dating certain people in the band and stuff like that. And, ah. You know, you know when, yeah, you know when people break up, <laughs> what happens, and you know, jealous, jealousy comes in, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans behind the scenes and stuff. And a lot of uh, people, you know, because that, that, at that time that band felt like a family to me, and then towards the end it just kind of didn't feel like a family anymore, you know, we would do everything with each other, and just towards the end, things just got really, really strange with everybody, and, uh, well, I get, I get the main guitarist, it was actually his band, um, he, you know, ventured out to do his own thing, and kind of really didn't tell anybody in the band, and, you know, I was kind of annoyed about that, and, um, you know, there's just so many things going on behind the scenes that, he, that I even didn't even know about until after the fact, and, uh, it, it just, you know, it just, it 
it is what it is. Right. But so you know, I, I had fun doing it, and um, you know, it, it was it was a it was a fun time. So the band dissolved, and then kind of uh, you moved forward, uh, and uh, you moved up into doing more videos. I see. Of course, the band kind of was uh, kind of on the back burner back then, and you moved forward. Um, and of course, we're going to be talking about your latest band, Project Resurrect. But uh, I want to ask you about your videos. How did you get into doing videos? And were the videos kind of uh, uh, a forward to the band? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I never really, I didn't have dealings with the video part. That was uh, the guitar player, Billy. That was all his idea. Because actually, Billy, uh, the guitar player, he uh, actually worked on movies. He had actually had a movie out, and um, it never got released. It was just like a little independent thing or whatever. And actually, pieces of that movie are in one of the videos for, um, I forget the name of the song. I think it's Transcendence. It's on YouTube if you look up Phoenix Rain. But, um, yeah, a lot of cool things going on in that thing between, you know, the shots of the band playing the song and then the bits and pieces from the movies. And everybody in the movies were all friends of ours, so, you know, it was cool to do things like that with, uh, you know, our friends. And, uh, and actually, I don't know if you know the band Zandel. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. But, uh, Zandel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know the band. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are they still around? I think they are. Actually, the singer just came out with a solo album. Really? All right. Well, good. I mean, uh, George is a, he's an awesome singer, but uh, we used to do stuff with him all the time, and uh, he's actually in, in one of the videos for uh, Constantinople. It's like the 13-minute-long video or whatever, and that was the biggest production that we had, and that was pretty cool. We, you know, all got in costumes and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, none of that stuff was my idea. I, back then, I didn't even want to be on camera. I, I, uh, <laughs> that wasn't me, you know. I, that's why I played drums, because I got as many drums as I possibly could, and I hit behind the drums. I'm like Nick O. McBrain. I just... I just want to be hidden, you know. Uh, I hated the camera back then. But the videos were cool. <laughs> it was an interesting thing, and it made yeah. me more used to being uh, on camera, because I just always hated it. Well, let's uh, move up a little bit farther now. Um, of course, you have your own YouTube channel, Rat Salad Review. Yep. Now, I'm going to ask you about that. And uh, how did you get the band started? Was it did uh, the videos that you do did that kind of help you form the band Project Resurrect? No, what do you mean, like my, my podcast videos or the music videos? Right. No, your podcast. No, no, that, that music video stuff had nothing to do with the. With the band that me and Peter are doing now, um, how this band became—and I'm actually surprised it even became—because uh, after Phoenix Rain broke up, I was—I tried to get into other bands, and uh, I tried to play with my cousin because he has his own thing going on, and um, I tried to play with him, but uh, so many people kept coming in and out of his band. I was just like, you know, I—I I, I didn't want that, you know, because I'd have to teach new people how to play the same songs over and over again every few weeks, you know. And at one point, I just gave up. Uh, and then me and Pete started talking, and then he was telling me about, uh, you know, a band that he had, and, 
they, you know, they were looking for a drummer or whatever. And, uh, you know, we, we did a couple practices here and there, but right, Pete, like nothing really ever happened. No, no nothing panned out. I, I mean, <clears throat> it's difficult. Uh, even myself, I mean, I've played with so many people. I mean, we tried to get bands uh, to, you know, work together in unison, but it's, it's just always something. <laughs> it's always something. And they just fall apart. Like, you can start making some nice tunes and just somebody either flakes out or there's always that drama going on so things just never seem to pan out and <laughs> and um I, I mean you can never get out of the rehearsal studio or you can never get out of the rehearsal studio with actually a song completely done <laughs> at any point <laughs> it's uh i mean i don't want to take it that far but but it's just things just fall apart and, um but i think it's just a normal part of uh of I guess playing music and the metal scene I guess uh, everyone usually yeah. has the same complaints. Uh, it's very difficult to make bands and keep them together and everyone be on the same page. Um, and it's it, yeah, it's difficult. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to rely on people. You know, yeah, uh, yeah we, we it's it's, it's hard to get a cohesive <laughs> unit going. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was, especially in the early beginnings. Uh, I mean, we're still friends with the, some of the people that were in and out of this band but um it was very hard you know you know one guy would come to practice and you know he was supposed to sing and he just stood there <laughs> in the corner i'm still friends with him and i love him but <laughs> he, he just he didn't have an interest in the music and i could just tell that already and then uh even my cousin when i tried to play music with the uh, after phoenix rain he joined our band and uh actually things were starting to move fairly quickly then and we were getting songs together but it ended up just not working out. His his uh, attitude and uh, his ego clashed with uh, you know everybody's in, in a way. So clashed, yeah. It didn't really work out too well with him. <laughs> He's a pain in the ass. Yeah, if you have clashing egos, they don't work too well. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy the, the amount of uh, just the different personalities that <laughs> that uh, come in and out of these uh, <laughs> these get-togethers and. It's crazy. Either you have egomaniacs, or you have outright cycles, or you have just flakes, or you have just uh, just all sorts of strange characters. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. Our, our age didn't help either. I mean, the, the older you get, the less people want to do band, you know, and, and, and yeah. do original music. Most people our age want to do cover songs and, and go play some shitty bar somewhere, you know. And you know, obviously, you make money, but. Uh, I don't want to do cover songs, you know. I want to do our own stuff. Original music. Yeah. 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 You know, I could I could see that with you because even with Phoenix Rain, you know, it was all original stuff and uh, that was put out. I, I loved the CD. I thought it was a good CD, you know, and, uh, you know, with your current band, of course, you know, getting all the right components to work as one you know like you said it's uh it's hard to come up with the right people you know and i and like you were saying you, you go through a lot of people now when did things start to come together for you guys uh as far as getting the right personnel well you know what's funny uh kevin the um before answering this one, what I wanted to say is the thing that irks me the most is 
it's it's honesty and being upfront with people. For example, um, I'm an upfront guy. If I, if I don't like something, I say I don't like it. Or if I can't commit to something, I say I can't commit to it. But almost right. everybody you meet says they're committed to do this and they want to do that and they're so excited. But then the excuses start and people start flaking out. But it's so easy to just say I'm not interested or I can't do it instead of just <laughs> sitting here and prolonging the whole thing being around the bush the band behind when they want to move on that's the only thing that irks me otherwise uh, you know it it's an easy thing you just tell somebody i don't want to do it or i want to do it it's nobody's gonna go to jail for that you know nobody's gonna arrest you for that (laughs) you're not gonna get fined or something right but uh but since you said you said when we um when things started to uh to to melt when we stopped working with people that's when things were good Whenever you don't work with other people, everything's fine. Whenever you bring an extra component into the gear set, everything seems to fall apart. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's whenever you're doing stuff on your own, that's when it's good. Yeah, yeah, because you're always waiting. Like you know, we'll have something down, and then either they're supposed to do like a, a bass part or a guitar solo or whatever, and you know, a week later you ask them like, you know, what's going on with the guitar solo? Well, I haven't worked on it yet. You know, that this all could have been done already, you know. It's, they understand people got lives and stuff like that, but when you don't work on something, when we give you weeks and weeks to, to come up with something, it's just, you know, it, it slows the whole band down and it also gets you feeling like, you know, why am I doing this, you know, in a way. Right. You know, and to, and to play the style of heavy metal you guys are playing, you know, uh it's hard to find the right personnel, the right players, the right individuals to uh, kind of flow in with uh, your styles. I mean, you know, heavy metal is is so diverse. There's so many genres of it. And, you know, you just don't find these people on the street. You know, it, it takes time and effort. You know, it's funny too, Kevin. Um, some some people actually were the ones requesting to play with us. Yeah. <laughs> some people were actually asking to play with us and work on stuff, and it just boggles your mind why they would even ask you that and then just you know vanish right. into thin air like Houdini, <laughs> just disappear. <laughs> we were we wow. a lot of musicians during this whole thing. <laughs> I can understand I mean, uh, if we, I can understand if we asked for someone say, "Oh, man, do you want to work? You know, help us out with this album, or, or perhaps even make a band." Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. But then uh, it's a it's a couple of the people that we had were actually asked us <laughs> to, to play. Right. So it's a little yeah, it's a little mind boggling actually. <laughs> but but you know whatever you know, strange things happen in the world. So I don't know. So let me ask you this. How did you two coordinate together to come up with the music? I mean, were you friends or were acquaintances oh, with hate, other? I still do. I, I still hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's a love relationship. <laughs> you can't have love without hate. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, we pretty much clicked from like the first practice we did with each other. I think you know, because Pete was playing the guitar things that I wanted Phoenix Rain to do, that Phoenix Rain couldn't do, you know, and, and when I got to Pete's, uh, you know, that first practice with him and the band at a time, I knew immediately that, like, me and him are perfect for each other. We, we know the same, we like the same music, 
you know what we kind of want from each other kind of thing. Exactly. And, uh, me and him just clicked right away. Yeah. And that's you know, and that's got to be a comfort. Oh, sorry. Yeah, tell me, Kevin. Sorry. That's got to be a comfort to know that when both of you like the same music and you have the same ideas uh, flowing through you guys and the music probably comes out a little bit easier and better for you guys, you know, and then, you know, trying to find the other parts of the puzzle, uh, that's got to be probably a little easier knowing that you got two parts, you just need the other parts. Yeah, right. And it's funny because uh, with Wayne, I, I've attended shows and I've seen I've seen uh, Wayne's band to Phoenix Rain. Well, you know, the, the middle circle's not too big. Everyone kind of knows each other anyway, and whether it be by face or being actual friends with people. But uh, it's it's funny because aside from Wayne being an awesome drummer, because I love Wayne's drumming, right? Uh, He's he's actually a really damn nice guy. So I, I said to myself, damn, Wayne is a really nice guy. And I said, so, you know, I, I want to work with the guy. He's cool. And, um, of course, I consider him a friend, you know, before a bandmate. So he's he's really a he's really a friend, a buddy that I play music with. <laughs> so yeah, I don't consider him really a bandmate. He's just a buddy of mine, and we play music together. So, and, uh, awesome. That's, cool. that's a cool feeling. Yeah, it's got to be. That's the first time he said that about me. I was going to say, I don't know about that, Wayne, sometimes. <laughs> so, how did the other parts of the band come to be? Okay, uh, Wayne, you want to uh, tell Kevin or you want me to tell him? So, uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, as far as parts, there really is no parts. It's just really, I've it's me, Wayne, and we found the, um, uh, we got tired of just, again, without rehashing all of that again, we got tired of waiting for people or just being tugged around by the nose by people and whatnot. So uh, we said, you know what, Wayne, let's just do stuff ourselves. Forget trying to find a bass player, a second guitarist. Let, let me just do what I can do here. And then let's look for a singer, a vocalist. And uh, Wayne found uh, Leandro on Fiverr, right, Wayne? It was on Fiverr. And we said, look, the, the best way to get it done is that, you know, we'll have to get a session, you know, vocalist and get our stuff done. Or else we're never going to finish and we're never going to release anything. So that's when we found Leandro and he did an awesome job. And he just, I, I, his vocal style is awesome because it's, um, we kind of wanted to have a little bit of, of, of originality. You know, I hope our stuff is kind of original. You can't really sound, I mean, you have your idols and your influences, so it's hard to sound right. totally unique. But we figured if we have somebody like Leandro with his tone of voice and his varied style, it's not like soaring vocals or Kiski style or that sort of thing or or too much of a Dickinson. And we thought maybe that would add some more originality in the music. And uh, we ended up with him and we were very happy with him. Uh, I, th I think he did a great job. I mean, we like it. Uh, hopefully most people like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was a long, long process trying to find a vocalist. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was it, it almost uh, hurt us in a way because it, actually at one point I tried singing the songs and that was a nightmare. <laughs> at one point, what? <laughs> I, I tried. Oh yeah, so, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you. And Wayne, you sing pretty damn good. I got, I gotta say, I was surprised, Kevin, when when Wayne sent your request. Shit, Wayne sings pretty damn good. 
I was really surprised. I said, Bob, yeah, I mean, you want to sing, sing on this album or something? But uh, anyhow, we found the Andrew, and uh, you can continue, Wayne, so I didn't mean to cut you off. You do that all the time anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I don't sound that good. I don't sound, don't sound good at all when I sing. And um, but yeah, but finally finding Leandro was like you know a dream come true because uh, he just he he made you know because we didn't want somebody you know we do power metal you know that's what basically uh, you know the sound of our music is and uh, I didn't want like the typical high screaming power metal singer you know that's just too typical and uh, finding Leandro. You know, it was like, you know, a dream come true almost in a way because he, he can do that kind of like, you know, power metal, high vocal type stuff, right. but he can also do growlings and, you know, uh, it had like a, a, an edge to his voice, you know, and, and uh, it fits very well with the music, I think. Yeah, from what I've heard, I think it fits very well. Yeah, we, we looked at uh, a lot finding Leandro, and uh, yeah, I, I can't thank him enough, for, you know, because he, he even likes the album, because, you know, when you hire somebody, you don't know if they're actually just, you know, doing the album just to do it, because, you know, they're getting paid to do it, and, uh, you know, do they even care, but actually, he, he does seem to care, and he actually, today, I was on Instagram, and uh, he posted, uh, he made up this video, didn't even ask him to do it, but he made this little video of... Um, uh, our song uh, Dead Mountain and uh, he's in the video dancing to the song and you know promoting the album that comes out tomorrow and uh, I, I didn't right. think it was so cool if, you know, to do something like that so he's, well, what, you know, he's into it too <laughs> well what happened is if I tell Kevin this one the start of that video was, was funny because it's showing Leandro he's watching television and the television showing I think it's a Justin Bieber video or some type of a pop video <laughs> and all of a sudden Leandro switches the channel off at one point and then it switches on to one of our songs and then he starts uh, headbanging to the song which wow that's cool. pretty neat taken by surprise <laughs> you know it's funny it's a really, very creepy now you got a videographer guy. there yeah yeah actually I, I guess he is <laughs> probably oh extra hidden well you know trying to find the right singer that's you know that's a task in itself you know i mean you you had mentioned uh actually i don't know if you know the band uh, lethal vendetta you know who they are from australia lethal vendetta yeah i know the name i don't think i've heard the music well, definitely yeah, check them out. They're very cool guys. Uh, but uh, their singer, well, at the time, uh, he left the band by now. But uh, he, he was uh, wanting to try, you know, doing other music. And uh, I, I was friends with him through, because we both listened to a, pod, a different podcast. Uh, and uh, that's how I ended up meeting him. But uh, he came and, and, and did a, a song or two. And you know, I thought it was going to work out. And he actually did a pretty decent job. But... Uh, he had a lot of stuff going on in his life, and uh, he ended up having to back out. So that you know that kind of sucked. But uh, and then even somebody else we had um, from another band. He was mainly a drummer, and he wanted to try singing. And he, he posted some uh, videos of himself singing on Facebook, and he sounded really good. And you know he came to my house, and we worked on some songs together and stuff like that. And um, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But you know he was a, a really cool guy, and I still talk. I actually just talked to him before we were doing the show, and. Uh, no, he helped us actually helped us out a lot with the, some of the melodies and stuff for uh, the songs, and helped us uh, uh, gave us like ideas of what to do, like to write lyrics to the songs, you know, because he came up with certain melodies and stuff. So you know, having those two guys 
come and help us, you know, during the process of this whole thing. Uh, really helped us out in the end for writing lyrics and stuff, which we, me and Pete, both really don't know how to write lyrics, but we had to learn fairly quick. <laughs> right, Pete? Yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff we did, uh, believe it or not, was done very quick. Even though it's four years, the four-year aspect of this album, it didn't take us four years to actually create the content of the album. It took us four years because of all the waiting for people and the setbacks and this. I can imagine. The whole, um, when we found um, Leandro, we had to have lyrics ready for him. So we were in a situ- put in a situation where oh shoot we we need lyrics we have no lyrics for these songs how are we gonna make lyrics rate songs now so we kind of just really puffed up a lot of the lyrics really quickly for the songs just to have some words you know just to have lyrics and uh, it, that was pretty stressful actually because I don't know if they even if they are good or anything, I don't even know. But <laughs> but we had to come up with some types of themes and words and lyrics to, to give to him. And um, along with recordings, we actually recorded ourselves singing to these songs. Like whatever ideas we had. Like if Wayne had an idea of how the vocals should sound, he would record vocals and sing it. Or I would sing a, a melody. And we would give that over to the, to the vocalist. And that's how we got um, him to sing on it. Uh, so he was following. So in essence, yeah, we were singing, we sent him the words, sent him the sound, and he made it, of course, 10 times, 100 times better, because we're not singers and we're not lyricists, so um, that's how we did that. It was very quick, we had to do it very quickly. Um, now, let me ask you this, um, what was your visions for the, for the song titles, and how did you go about doing the lyrics and so forth? Um, <laughs> as far as um, how, how do we think of the song titles and the themes behind them, you mean? Right, I mean, you, you had to have a vision for what you wanted yeah. to do, especially okay. coming okay. up with the songs. Funny, uh, funny yeah, I, I get, funny thing. There was, at least on my, I'll answer that question on my behalf, at least. I, I'm sure probably Wayne's is, might be similar, but mine, but maybe not. If we, yeah, um, well, we I just, before you get into this, hold on, mm-hmm. um, we... We both said, yeah, we have eight songs, you know, so instead of one person writing all the lyrics, we each took half the album and wrote songs, like he wrote four, four songs, and then I wrote four songs, so that, that helped it out a lot. So yeah, you know, his four songs are different ideas than my four songs are, you know, he writes differently than I do, but go ahead, continue. Yeah, the, um, like for example, on my part, I, I think... Maybe Wayne, maybe you do like this. I, I have no idea because this is our first time. We never, we're not lyricists, so I don't know how. I don't have a particular style, but basically, I just sat down and thought of just whatever came to mind at that moment, and uh, and that was that. There was no thing. I wasn't following like a storyline or a theme or saying let me write about a, a a forest or anything like that. It's just whatever came to mind, and somehow I just tried putting words together to create right. a theme as it went on. So that's how that happened. So I, does it make sense? I have no idea. It, it, it does. Maybe it does. Yeah. You know, and I've done countless interviews, and I, I try to ask that same question of how they how bands come up with writing their material. And, you know, it just, 
it's just a sense that it, it comes to him, you write it down, or you come up with a verse or a chorus or a riff, you know, and, and then maybe the words or and the songs will follow behind it. Now, you, you had mentioned uh, a song about the pandemic, you know. Of course, you know, going through this pandemic for, what is it now, a little over a year, and, of course, everything the, uh, completely shut down. Two-week two lockdown. Yeah, I mean, the whole world basically shut down, so what do you do? You, you yeah. kick back, you write songs, you record music. You stream your shows, uh, and you know a lot of music coming out now. It was it was tough for me to uh, actually work on music during this whole pandemic. Like when I first started, it was okay because you know my job. Um, yeah, yeah, you know where I work, but uh, yeah, I, I'm working with the delivery service. I'm not going to tell everybody where I work. <laughs> Just in case I say something wrong, this is central. Hear me. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, when it got really deep into the pandemic, uh, my job was miserable, and I couldn't even think about working on music whatsoever. And uh, yeah, it, it was really tough. But it was also around the same time that we found the intro, and uh, that's my mind was just blank for trying to come up with any uh, ideas or anything because I was burnt out from work. You know, I didn't have luxury to sit down and write music like a lot of bands or musicians. I, I guess would have kind of gotten to because you know their jobs weren't uh, they couldn't do anything. You know. Right. But it was really bit hard for me to uh, even concentrate. Even Pete too. He had uh, his stuff going on. You know, he had a baby and all that stuff. So it was, uh, it was, it's hard. You know. Actually, Pete, you had your right. baby in the middle of the pandemic. So I was even. Oh, I had, I had the baby the height of the pandemic. I thought I was going to make it to delivery. I, I was sick yeah. like a dog. I was. Uh, uh, my wife actually had gotten COVID while pregnant too. Yeah. And uh, wow. I thought I was going to make it. <laughs> actually, uh, I was. Yeah, it was a really, really stressful time. Yeah, um, I had uh, gotten, gotten COVID as well. The pandemic, too. It was like, oh, my Lord. Don't you want to think about that? <laughs> and, it's funny cause I live, you know, and it's funny, Kevin, because I live in the worst impacted, the, he the most heavily impacted postal zone of COVID in New York. So it, it was treacherous. I couldn't even describe well, it. Well, you know, it was on the news all the time. 
Yeah, those yeah. hospitals are right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Terrible. You know, for me, I had contacted COVID last April, and uh, I mean, at least I thought it was COVID. I couldn't get tested. I didn't have all the symptoms, so therefore they wouldn't let me in to get tested. But uh, I was about a hundred percent sure that I had it. So of course, uh, I was off two weeks, and uh, my job is essential. I do uh, construction, so there is no layoff during any time of the year. So uh, one of the fortunate few is to be working during that time. Mm, right, right. Yeah, yeah it's a... It's a they wouldn't thing. give you the test back then, but now now you get it if you I don't even know. have it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because even myself, I, didn't get t I couldn't get tested, of course, but what I felt and what I had... Uh, apparently, I had no antibodies when I got tested, but those could have been skewed results because my wife had lost her sense of smell immediately, and that's a shirt tail sign, a uh, surefire sign of COVID. And it's impossible that I didn't have it, especially when I was pretty much on a deathbed. <laughs> so I, but then they said I had no antibodies, so I never had COVID apparently. <laughs> so, wow. Um, but whatever the case, and my mom too had uh, antibodies, so she had COVID as well. Uh, I've heard that's that. Pretty, pretty crazy. I'm, now I'm fine. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, what are you going to do? It, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully this thing disappears and we can have some fun and move on. <laughs> well, it, you know, it is starting to open up. Uh, North Dakota is is 100% open. Minnesota, uh, the end of May is going to be 100% open. So, uh I'm starting to see an influx of shows starting to happen uh, down in Minneapolis, uh, up oh. where I live. So it it's starting to get back to normal. Good. I think yeah. we're open. What July? In July first, I think. I think so too. Yeah, I think we're we're um, yeah yeah I think around there. Um, yeah yeah, we're doing great too. I mean yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens, guys. You know, everything should be should be all right. I hope. <laughs> yeah, things are looking so, how did you get the other member in the band? And uh, tell us a little bit how you uh, lay everything down and recorded it. Okay. <clears throat> as far as that, um, prior to, to this, we had set up, uh, we, me, me and Wayne had bought a, uh, an interface 
so we can record his drum set in his garage. So I got Wayne into a computer door software recording. So I just showed him how to basically how to record his stuff, how to get proper levels and things like this. So from that point on, we were okay because when I was home from here, I would record ideas, send them to Wayne. Wayne would listen to them if he likes them or not, whatever. He would play along to those and then send me the files back. So we would work um, remotely, back and forth, right. sending ideas to each other. But everything was laid down at home. Except the drums were done at Wayne's uh, garage and guitars done at my place and bass. Guitars and bass were done here. So uh, all the recordings were done, were done at home and through software uh, and changing ideas back and forth. And then uh, the once garage. we got... Mm-hmm. And then and then once, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, tell me. Yeah. So, uh, while we were recording, you know, setting up to, you know, figuring out, figuring out how to record, because I've, I've never recorded on my own, uh, just doing a lot of research and stuff. The, the one thing that I always kept reading, the garage is not the, good, the best place to record drones. <laughs> but we proved that wrong. I guess some people have different setups, but I think we, uh, we actually got a pretty good sound from uh, what we've got, so... Yeah, and uh, we bought some cheap mics, a cheap set of yeah. drum mics, very cheap. And uh, I mean, you're just working on what you have. I mean, you know, who has a treated room? Nobody has a fully treated room. We wouldn't even know what to do with a fully treated room. We're not engineers or something. So, yeah. you know, we just worked with what we had. We said, well, you know what? Hey, this is cool. Let's let's record some yeah. music, you know? <laughs> yeah, and we also didn't know either that we would keep making enough songs to make an album, you know? Cause it, the first plan was to just, you know, record song, maybe just make an EP. Let's just let's just make music and see what happens. And actually, uh, kind of going back to Phoenix Rain, the first song that we ever uh, worked on, which is now called We Are One, it, it's actually a, an old Phoenix Rain song. And, uh, you know, I asked the band to be if, if they would uh, not care if I used that song, and, and, you know, most of them didn't care. So, uh, you know, now it's different. We, I mean, Pete uh, changed the guitar tones and... and uh, different keys and all that stuff and I trained old drum patterns and stuff like that so it's not really the same song but the idea of the song is kind of still there and the lyrics are different but uh, I don't even know what the hell I was getting at with that one uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, train of thought huh. but yeah as far as that we did all our recordings that way and when we got stuff we said oh, okay it sounds pretty cool and uh, then I started to actually mix. Uh, once we were done, I started to, to mix the album. But then it was just way too stressful for me. I couldn't do all that stuff. Uh, plus, I had a baby at home, so there's no privacy. I live in an apartment, so I have absolutely no privacy. And it's very noisy. So things like that you can't do at home. It's just way too much. And, and I can imagine. I was doing guitars, bass, uh, mixing, recording, EQing. It, it's too much. So we... You know, we, we opted to find somebody to do it for us, do the mixing and mastering, and uh, or else we probably would have never finished. And uh, I, you know, I just couldn't commit that time, and I just didn't have the the, the peace and quiet to even do it. Um, so that's how we ended up finding uh, Alex Rapetti, which did a great job. Alex Rapetti, and he was a, a oh, yeah. friend of Stan's. Yes, Wayne, a friend of Stan's. Yeah, yeah, and, well, uh, actually, you know, the original singer for the band. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, I, he did a great job. He, I, I was just happy to have this off my hands, and uh, and he worked quick, and that was that was cool. That's how we ended up uh, with the album. Uh, I've interviewed Alex a couple times. 
I've interviewed Alex a couple times. Oh, really? Oh, for his other band, uh, t- um, Tension Rising, right? Yep. Oh, cool. Actually, there was two ba- two bands that I interviewed him with. Yeah, he has another one, too. Um, oh, he actually has three. I can't... He's got another band called uh, uh, Plant-Based Metal. I don't know if you ever heard that one yet. It's pretty cool. Him and no. His, uh, actually, his girlfriend or his wife work on that and uh, I can't think of the other name I believe a band oh, and he sent it to me the other day too he's coming on my show I can't think of it either I'm, what's that I said I can't think of it either yeah. it's it, it's this old mine of mine that you know it kind of goes on me sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm there myself <laughs> that's a really cool guy he, uh, <laughs> yeah I, if we didn't uh he wasn't suggested to us. I don't even know if this album would be out uh, tomorrow. You know, it'd probably be out maybe another four years. So, uh, if we never found Alex, uh, God knows what would happen. <laughs> and tell Kevin, tell Kevin, don't forget to tell Kevin too. We had we had tried a couple of other people, and when yeah, Wayne yeah, sent yeah, me yeah. sent me what they did, I was listening. I said, "Oh my lord, this is a mixing engineer that did this." <laughs> so I was shocked. I couldn't it's believe proof it. Of, uh, proof of uh, you you get what you pay for. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh my god. That was ridiculous. Absolutely. And it's it's you know, you, you just said you you get what you pay for. It's like uh when you buy albums online or from uh online distros and uh it gets shipped in a brown paper bag. <laughs> Yeah, you don't do that. And don't send, uh, don't mail your records in the old pizza boxes either, because that, that's not very good for a record. <laughs> no. So after you got a mix, then uh, how did you uh, get the vocals intertwined? The vocals, uh, how do we get the vocals into the overall mix, you mean? Right, I mean, first of all, I want to ask you... When when we sent the... um, We would send a complete mix of a song to Leandro. Um, He would listen to that MP3 and sing over it. And then uh, he would record his vocals separately. And then he would send us all his files separately. uh, Whatever he did, his main vocals, his background vocals, that sort of thing. And then I would put it into my software and, uh, and meld it in that way. Now, where was uh, Leandro based? Leandro is native. He's Brazilian, but he lives in Germany. Wow. Right. There's a lot of great vocalists that come out of Brazil, too. Yeah, musicians in general. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. To me, Brazil is kind of a... a country that kind of really doesn't get the recognition they should as far as for metal. Yeah, there are some good bands out of there, great bands oh, out yeah. of there, but overall, I think they they get overlooked. Could be, yeah, yeah. And they put out some greats, and they put out some greats in different genres as well. I mean, power metal, angra, 
thrash yeah, sepultura, yeah, sepultura, thrash bands. They have, yeah, they have a lot of good stuff. Christian, I think, was a death metal band from Brazil. I don't remember yep. very well. Maybe Christian. Uh, I can't remember if they're from there. But yeah, uh, yeah, they put out a lot of good stuff. So after you got this mix, then what was your process after that? Um, after the mix, uh, we said, "Well, okay, everything looks is looking good. Uh, let's, you know, let's send it to uh, to Alex and let him do the rest of the work as far as balancing and mastering and so forth." And uh, yeah, that was it. We didn't do much. We didn't do much of anything after that. We just would listen to the stuff and and see if anything, any glaring issues were there present and that sort of thing. But by that point, they were pretty much done. They were just ready to go. We just made sure uh, some of the um, of the tracks weren't redlining or clipping anything before sending them to Alex. And uh, yeah, and everything was fine. And uh, Alex was fine with them too. He had no issue with the files. And um, yeah, and it moved really quick. Once he got the stuff, every, everything was just uh, like a like a well-oiled machine, just just moved. Yeah. Well, that had to be a relief. A week and a half. <laughs> yeah, it was very quick. I, I sent him all the files, and he's like, "All right, this is going to go quick." And I'm like, "Okay." And then, uh, like, but the next day, he's already got one song, and it was like, "Next song, next song." And I'm like, "Wow, I didn't think it's going to go." Right. And re and remember another thing too, uh, because I think he mentioned he goes there wasn't much. For example, like he didn't have to do much editing, and we didn't want that either, uh, Kevin. Like we wanted an album that sounded as we played we don't want any edits any right. cheats, any you know syncing everything and faking everything and that sort of thing. we wanted it to be as human as possible and not you know uh synced perfectly and all that sort of stuff all the editing that that happened so we, we like that old school sound and just keeping it as kind of a live analogy thing if you will um, you wanted yeah, that raw sound. You'll hear some things that don't line up, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the, you know, to keep it natural sounding, you know, like, and we keep a lot of stuff in there. So. so after you got it all mixed and everything was in together and you heard the whole album for the first time, what was your initial impression? I'll let you answer this first, Pete, because Pete was uh, <laughs> very, uh, he, you know, he was also busy at the time, so he was kind of all over the place, but, uh, uh, I, I, oh, yeah, you, I mean, you know you it was good. Me, I wasn't taking, I, I really wasn't um, part of the process too much. I wasn't too deeply involved in it because, because of being very busy, I had the baby at home and whatnot, and I really couldn't commit my time to listen to every song every detail so i wasn't really i was more i was happier to be honest i was just ecstatic that it was off my hands <laughs> i didn't really care what it would have sounded like i was just happy that the album was being done i said thank you god just let someone just finish this album i don't care what it sounds like <laughs> just as long as the, the songs are you wanted to get it out and you can kind of hear all the instruments i'm totally happy with that and i'm finally going to get a cd released and hooray hooray to me i was very happy <laughs> so i didn't really care what it was sound like as long as it didn't sound like garbage <laughs> if it sounded like garbage then yeah it would bother me a bit but but uh, it ended up sounding good to me and uh i was fine with it and uh and that was that. that I was think it sounds great. During that, I didn't really pay much mind. I said, yeah, yeah, it's good. 
no problem. Keep, keep on going. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I said, Wayne, I said, Wayne, whatever it is here, just don't send me the things. Don't ask me. Just you can be my ears as well. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I happened with that. Forced, uh, I forced Pete to do this whole band. Now I want to ask about the name. What was that? How'd you come up with the name of the band? Um, because uh, I figured, you know, after it didn't work out with the other people trying to, you know, work with other people in the band, uh, this this turned into some kind of project, you know, and. then it kind of, I was like, all right, what kind of like works with project and, you know, bringing something back to life because, you know, we had the band and then we gave up on the band, but now we're bringing it back. So we need some kind of metal type sounding, you know, words that would work pretty good together and, and resurrect or resurrection uh, sounded pretty metal to me. So, you know, I thought it was kind of cool to have project resurrect. And uh, I, I brought it up to Pete, and he, he kind of liked it. I don't know if he liked it, so, you know, too much at the time, but uh, even if he still does, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it just seems to stick. Uh, we, we even talked about maybe changing it uh, almost at the last minute, but uh, I don't know. I think the Project Resurrected sounds, it sums up the band, you know. Uh, the band was dead, and we res- resurrected it, and, you know, now we have right. our debut album. Just, it fits very well. Even with the music, it just has that, that feel, you know? It's a good name, I think. The, the cover. Who, do, who designed the uh, cover? I mean, what was the inspiration behind that? There was no inspiration. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, we Why are you laughing, Wayne? <laughs> uh, we didn't have that done it wasn't anything that uh, you know we had a vision for we really didn't have any vision of what we wanted the album cover I mean I did talk with some ideas but they, they were garbage um, uh, but you know we, we searched on the internet for some ideas and uh, I ended up coming across uh, a Russian artist and I'm going to pronounce his name completely wrong uh, Fedor 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 yeah, I don't know. If, if you look up Fedor's art, F E D O R S A R T on Instagram, you'll see all his pictures. He's actually a um, a digital art. Um, I don't even know if you call that uh, a digital artist. He does everything on uh, like a tablet or whatever. It's not nothing that's uh, right. you know painted with uh, brushes and all that stuff. But um, I found a lot of his artwork on Instagram, and uh, I showed Pete. And we were just looking through like his whole entire Instagram uh, page, and it was just you know pictures upon pictures, and, and every single one of them that we looked at could work with the band. But with this particular artwork, it kind of fits with the song "Dead Mountain" because the, the guy on the mountain you see on, you know on the front cover, he's on, on the mountain, and uh, you know he's holding the camera, and it, the song "Dead Mountain" it was the, the hikers. You know, one of the guys had pictures, and there's pictures of all the, uh, the friends that were hiking at that uh, time. And uh, there was so much mystery about how those people died on Dead Mountain. Uh, in On the album artwork, there's, like, there's some kind of like weird alien spaceship kind of thing in the background. So that kind of fit into the song as well. And also, too, the colors of the artwork just popped out. Right. Uh, I, I think the most. And people that we showed it to, you know. I like the color. to them so much. 
yeah, the colors are just awesome. It's just uh, it's very eye popping. You know, it just it grabs you. Right, it is very eye popping. Yeah, I was kind of a little bit worried about it. I mean, there's some pinks in there and stuff like that. You don't see too many uh, metal covers with those type colors, but uh, it works. It just it, it just fits everything. It does. It works He's good. A very very good artist, and uh, we tried to find. Hello? 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 I think we lost Wayne. Oh, shoot, yeah. I think we did. Oh, let me tell you what I really feel about the album cover. (laughs) 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 Did we lose him, Wayne? No, I don't see him on my phone yet. Sure. He'll call back. Yeah. In a second. But yeah, those colors are nice. I, I like the colors on that album cover. Are you back, Wayne? Hey guys. I can barely hear you. Can you hear me now? We'll call him back. back. I can hear you good now. Oh, you could. Are you good now? I didn't have my speaker on. Oh, okay. I I screwed up this whole thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what I thought? When I looked at the cover, um, the thing is, I was so busy. Honestly, like I said, I wasn't really um, into the whole part. I wasn't really looking at everything detailed or clinically. Uh, when I was looking at the thumbnail picture of the album cover when Wayne was sending it to me on the phone or when I was looking into it, the Insta- it was through Instagram, right, Wayne? Uh, his Instagram. Um, I don't have Instagram, so I can't really pop up, you know, blow up the pictures and stuff. I said, what the hell is this thing? And it looks like a guy walking through a baby back ribs or something. Then I'm looking closer and closer, and once I started getting a little more analytical on it, I said, God damn it, is that a camera hanging around his neck? And, and, Wayne, and Wayne didn't notice that. I was surprised. Holy crap, Wayne didn't notice the camera around the neck. But but anyway, I'm, I'm joking around, but the cover's cool. I like the cover now. It grew on me. I like it. It was just I wasn't expecting it, and, but I did love the coloring. The, the colors are really cool. I like those. And, uh, and it does make sense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a typical cover. and um, No, it's not. I like it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So after you had everything ready to go, you 
you were only going to put this out on digital format, right? Uh, as of tomorrow, yes, it'll be available digitally. But we are um, getting a CD out there. I'm not sure when it's going to be. I was hoping maybe a month uh, after this release, but uh, I don't know. I, we're, I'm right now, I'm trying to get uh, you know a, a price quote of getting CDs made. So, uh, but they are happening. Awesome. Because, uh, what's that? I said that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm too. Even though Pete's against the whole CD thing, he's not a CD guy. He's not a collector like me and you, Kevin. It's, he's, he doesn't care about CDs anymore. He just wants his stuff digitally, you know. But uh, well, I, and well, I tell him, there, there's people like me and you that uh, want to collect, you know, the CDs and the records and, uh, you know, the cassettes even now that are back for some reason and uh, 8-tracks, I, I don't get that one either. But, uh, we, you know, the metalheads, they, they need the CDs. They need that physical item and... Uh, uh, yeah, they, uh, they will be out at some point. So for now, it's just if everything's digital, it'll be uh, Bandcamp. Um, hopefully on Spotify, it should be if I did everything correctly. Uh, iTunes, Amazon, and uh, I don't know. There's like 150 other things that the album's going to be on. Just look up Project Resurrect. The album's called False Reality, and I'm sure it'll pop up everywhere. I think we're, we'll even be on TikTok for some reason. I don't know why. TikTok. Yeah. Isn't that just for twerking and stuff? Well, I, I secretly got videos of you twerking in the shower, so that'll be up on TikTok. Who, me or you? Yeah, no, you. <laughs> well, I, I did some too. Did you put like a hidden camera on my bathroom, you perv? Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> when the hell did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> he put it in when you weren't around. Uh, my wife is just looking at me with a blank stare saying, what? There's a camera in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's out on digital tomorrow. Um, yep. Have you had any reviews on the album? Yeah, actually, um, what's his name? Keith Apt. Uh, he's actually another friend of ours uh, from the old Heart of Metal days. Um, he put out a review on his, uh, uh, what is that thing called, um, Hub Pages? Uh, Hub Pages, that's what it was, yeah, yeah you're right. Hub Pages, and uh, he actually liked it, um, he likes like, kind of more thrashy stuff, so I wasn't really sure what he was going to feel about the album, but he, you know, wrote me back right away, and he was like, you know, it's, it's awesome, and he really likes it, so I was very happy to hear that, and... Um, the other review that we got uh, uh, oh, from uh, Riff of Metal Riff of Metal yeah uh, yeah and they seem to like it uh, pretty good too so yeah. so far it's two reviews and well I would imagine though what's that that as it gets released you know I would think you're probably going to get more and more reviews on this you know as it gets more uh, spread out yeah, yeah I think hopefully. so too that would be cool. Uh, yeah. even, even I noticed, like, even when some of the reviews that get put out, like on Twitter and Instagram and everything, uh, I see other reviewing places uh, retweet those and like those, the um, the reviews and stuff. So if I see that, I try to contact those people like right away. So I mean, hopefully we can you know get reviewed by them as well. So I mean I send it out to a lot of people so far. So I'm just waiting for people to you know do the reviews. But I understand it because you know I do my podcast too. I get tons of emails and. You, know, you can't review every single album you get. There's just so many. So uh, it's, I no, it's hard. You can't get to it, then they can't. 
Right. You know, and I mean, there's so much out there, it's virtually impossible to review everything. I mean, uh, your taste and my taste are about the same. Uh, I know you had mentioned to me that that you had quit watching my videos because uh, it hurt your pocketbook. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it did very much. And, and I, I tell you, the reason why I left the Heart of Metal message board, too, because, uh, you you know, you would post all these new albums you're getting, and I'm, you know, I get jealous sometimes with all the things that everybody gets, and, uh, you know, I gotta have it, too, you know. But I still bought my stuff, you know. I'm just not as crazy as I, I was back then. Also, my life is different, too, so, you know, I have a child, right. you know, a wife, and some things I have to hide from my wife, but uh, for the most part, I try to keep myself, uh, you know, under control. With my spending. Well, from them old uh, Heart of Metal board days, I still yeah. buy as much. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. it's, it's hard to keep up, man. I mean, so many things come out, and uh, and, and now they're putting out vinyl and then all these box sets and stuff. Everything's very tempting to buy, but, uh, you know, you can only have so much. And then, you know, there's only so much space, you know. That's why you know, Pete don't buy anything anymore. He's he's out of space. No, I pretty much sold all my. St I mean, I, I mean, I saved them hard. I know I have a, a, a lot of CDs left, but uh, I did sell off a lot of my collection. Um, uh, you know, I had to get out of that. It's a me. It was a vicious cycle. It's an it's an addiction because I used to buy CDs every like two weeks. I used to go to the record store and buy CDs and spend so much money on that stuff and. It's a, it's just a, a never ending, it's a never ending uh, ordeal. It, it's an addiction, and there's so many bands. It is. Kevin was saying too, there's so many bands coming out. You, you have to keep on feeding that urge, and I had to break that addiction, honestly. And I feel so relieved to, to be totally honest. I'm fine with streaming. The only CDs I buy now are bands that I really like. Grew up really, really love. You know, Halloween comes out, and I'll buy the CD. Iron Maiden. Megadeth, you know, all these types of bands, you know, old 80s bands too. Um, those I'll buy, but I'll still just stream them, you know, through Spotify or something like that. It's just more convenient for me. And plus, I live in an apartment. I can't fit many things in here. So. I live in an apartment as well, and uh, in my living room here, I got uh, one album rack full all the way up to. Uh, the ceiling, and then I got five piles on the floor that are out about four feet, and then I have another. I've seen your picture, so I know exactly what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you know, for me, I I love finding new bands uh, because they're fun looking for. You know, even though you won't find a lot of these in record stores, although one record store I do visit up in Fargo, uh, they actually have a pretty good metal selection. Uh, thanks to me, I kind of uh, uh, inform them of bands that they should pick. <laughs> you know, but uh, I buy as many CDs and... I buy it as just as much vinyl as well. Wow. Yeah, you buy a lot of vinyl. I see all your stuff, and uh, it's insane. 
And, uh, you know, I used to love going to the record shops too, all the time. Actually, me and my another friend of mine, we would go uh, into Manhattan and, you know, search for music shops and stuff. And, and there was a ton that we did find, but now a lot of them are closed. A lot of the shops, are, not even because of the pandemic, but just, uh, you know, CD sales and even, uh, you know, record sales and stuff like that were, were down at the time. And the genre know. itself. Well, even, yeah, but, you know, other genres still buy physical media. I mean, metal people, I think, still stick to it, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, you would go to Manhattan, and what was it? What's that street? Canal Street? And they used to, oh no, St. Mark Street. St. Mark's uh, had a lot of record stores. That, that, yeah. whole, that whole street was record shops, you know? Oh, I know. I wonder but if they're still around. They're closed? A lot of them are closed, yeah. Wow. Uh, what a shame. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's well, where I live. My, my search, you know, even, even when I go out, uh, like on vacation or something, I drive my wife nuts. Uh, the first thing I look for is a record shop. You know, it's always out of the way, you know, and I always have to stop on the way to where we're going or on the way back, whatever. But uh, yeah, I find some cool shops, you know. But here, uh, there's like maybe one or two, which is a shame. Yeah. Wow. Right. See, where I live, there uh, basically was only one, maybe two good uh, record stores, used places mostly. Uh, but since vinyl kind of resurged uh there are three other places that kind of opened up so there's like five places up in fargo north dakota that you can go to to buy vinyl oh, wow. now if there's a negative to that it is new vinyl tends to be and can be very pricey Well, 180, 200 gram. Yeah. And they're nice, too, but, yeah, you know, the prices of some of them are just, like, out of control. And a lot of it is limited editions, you know, to certain numbers. Right. Yep. Yeah. But I get it, you know, because they can only print so much of it, you know. They're not going to make these large amounts of, you know, records because, you know, still a lot of people don't buy them, you know. It's like with the new Halloween. I mean, uh, they released a new single. What was it? Like a month ago, and uh, just a single. Yeah. Month. And like, and I bought them all stupidly, but I collect this stuff. But uh, they had like maybe eight different versions of the, a single on on a record. I got two of them. <laughs> you got two. Yeah, I, I bought them all. <laughs> Why? Well, you know. You're like me with certain bands. You got to have basically everything in any color, format, whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm the same way with certain bands. Of course, uh, Primal Fear is one of my bands. I'll buy everything. Haunt is another band. I'll buy everything. Uh, And I know I'm missing a couple other bands. But, uh, you know, certain bands I'm a completist. You got to have it all. Yeah, that's how I am with Halloween. Even PD, you still buy the Halloween stuff, so. Well, I still buy, yeah, yeah. I still buy for support and stuff like that, and, yeah, I'll always still buy Halloween CDs or Iron Maiden or, well, you know, other ones too, Scorpions. They just, you know, have so much stuff to buy. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not 
but that's smart, right. you know, that that's how they make their money, you know, that's like, a, you know, KISS, you know, they, they have so many, they have everything, you know, there isn't one thing that doesn't have the KISS name on it, so, in a, in a way it's smart, I know a lot of people hate that stuff because, you know, they're selling themselves out like that, but, hey, they, they, they have money to do whatever they want to do, ever, you know, unfortunately we'll never right. get to do that. <laughs> well, you know, Kiss Kiss was fortunate enough to come out when when they did. Three hundred CDs. Yeah. <laughs> I keep on telling Wayne, I'm gonna laugh. We're gonna end up with three hundred CDs under our bed. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, yeah, that is the thing. We're only buying three hundred CDs right now. Okay, so if anybody listening to this, buy the CD so I can prove Pete wrong that people actually want to still buy CDs. I must make more CDs. Well, you know me, I'll buy them. Buy the digital album. And buy, yeah, buy, the, buy both, you know? Save space, you don't need the CDs. No, you need both. Did, did. Uh, but there is one bad thing that, uh, and I was talking to somebody about this on Facebook today, is, uh, where is it, Europe? Pete, we were talking about this earlier. Um, July 1st, uh, shipping anything out of the United States into Europe is going to be a nightmare, and... What, what, were they raising the taxes or something on the factories? We were talking about this before, Pete. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, when you told me that, I have no idea. I guess we should research that. I, I don't know. There's special... No, I don't know. But whatever. Shipping anything well, to Europe or even out of Europe into the United States is just going to be... Uh, you know, buying like a CD, say our CD is like 10 bucks. It'll probably be like 30 bucks by the time they would get it. Or maybe even more. I, I don't know. It's just... It's not going to be... Well, that's like so, that now. It's really hard for us. What's that? That's like that now. Is it, well, I think I, somebody told me today it's going to be worse. J July 1st, it's going to be worse. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. I, uh, Of course, I do a lot of YouTube videos and uh, member of the VCLT. I just shipped a package to a friend of mine in Canada. And it was a fairly big package, probably... I think it was 12 albums and four CDs and three cassettes. Now, shipping itself was $74. Wow. Yeah, yeah and that's Canada. I shipped a package overseas to another VCLT member. And at that time, it would cost me like thirty-five. Mm. So when they got it, they had to pay an extra twenty dollars just to get it. So there was a excess tax fee. Taxes. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it hurts bands, you know, like us, you know, because uh, our style is more geared toward towards European type stuff and. Uh, Oh, well, we just have to see what happens, you know. Uh, it's, it's tough. It sucks how everything is happening. But what are you right. going to do? Well, guys, well, let's uh, finish up here. Right now because, you know, you can listen to it anywhere. Right. So tomorrow is release day. Yep. Um, you said you have it on quite a few uh, places for... Uh, Purchase. What is the digital cost? 
Ten bucks. Unless, unless you have a subscription to Spotify or Amazon, that's, you know, it's included with your subscription. And if you do, please listen to it and share it as much as possible because the more listens, it means the more money we get. With that, that zero, zero, zero point zero, zero one cent that we get. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. I don't ever use Spotify. I never have. I hate Spotify. Um, if I'm going to listen to it, I'll either buy it, the physical product, or I'll buy the digital because I like mm-hmm. to use it on my show. So, yeah. so you say CDs are probably coming here month, month and a half, two months down the road. So uh, let us know when those are getting close to being put on your uh, sites. Yeah, and uh, on the Bandcamp and even on the on our regular website too. And, and that even I thank you too because you uh, did contribute to uh, helping us get that to happen. You know, because on Facebook I oh and I cool. hate thanks, Kevin. people thank who you. are uh, donating money for anything, but uh, you know I just figured let me throw it out there and see what happens. And and you did you know donate and helped us out a lot and uh, cool. Even uh, Vicky from from Sonic Sound Radio she helped us out as well and. Uh, a lot of people helped us out, and I was very surprised and, and, and very appreciative of, of, of it too. Because uh, you know, you never know if anybody really gives a crap about your music or not, and uh, you know, it, it proves that it, you know people do care, uh, and I really appreciate that. We yeah, do. Nice I guess I'm not an ass- as big of an asshole as I thought I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, guys. You love me. You do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what we do here is we'll get your band on our uh, Sonic band page, and uh, hopefully that'll help you guys get more uh, circulation of your band, your music, and so forth. Uh, hopefully it'll help generate sales and so forth, and. Uh, We'll get you up on our page. Now, of course, we just talked about where they can probably get the music. Um, Do you guys have any other uh, Facebook pages or or Instagram sites for your band? Yes, uh, we are everywhere. Facebook, it's very easy. Facebook.com slash Project Resurrect. Twitter is a little different because you can't fit that many letters in it. So it's Twitter.com slash P-R-J-C-T Resurrect Had to leave out the O um, And Instagram is Project underscore uh, Resurrect And we're also on TikTok We actually are on TikTok But I, I haven't posted much on there Oh and, and, and YouTube as well But you just search Project Resurrect on there And, and the, the video actually for Dead Mountain Is on there too And there will be more videos awesome. to come Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. And our website, too. Uh, ProjectResurrect.GoDaddySites.com uh, I didn't want to do a uh, ProjectResurrect.com. I'm too cheap right now. But maybe at some point there will be. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, it's free. Uh, you know, it's, it's like those old school uh, video city sites. <laughs> but I got a free uh, I'll review up. I'll do a plug of my show, com. I got a free thing from the go, 
Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Stick around. We'll talk time. after. And thank you for my contribution as well. You bet. Yes, Stick really around. I'm going to get some music really up here. Come on my, my show. We, we really have to, you know, find a band and a topic to talk about on, on Rats Out Review. And uh, it'd be awesome to have you on. Well, look, let me know. Yeah, we do it every Wednesday night, 8, 8, 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30 or so, uh, Eastern. So. But uh, I, I, if that doesn't work right. for you, I'll work something out. I want to get you on the show. Okay. Right. I'll do that. All right, stick around. Cool. I'm going to get some uh, yeah. your music up. And uh, anyway, guys, Let's thank you again. What, what have we got? Here. What are you going to do? I'm going to do Kill or Be Killed. Kill or Be Killed. All right, cool. What's your, what is your favorite and song? And then it'll the be... Do you have one? I actually like that one. That one? Kill or Be Killed? Yep. Cool. Yeah, All right. I like that. And then I have about one, two, three, four, five more after that. We we are one, ride or die, no cure, blood on my hands, and in my dreams. Right, cool. Is there one that you don't really care for? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, man, I don't care. I, I would yeah, like of course. No, really. I I have to really delve into this a little bit more. Yeah. So. Nice. All right, guys, hang around. All right. All right, here, guys. Here's Project Resurrect. Kill or be killed. Crank it up.
taking at least six lives here in the U.S., and there are at least 100 confirmed cases with full growing under testing. They are expecting that number to rise. More than 250,000 new cases were reported in America over the weekend. More than 233,000 Americans have died as a result of the virus. And experts say that we should expect even more infections as we head into the winter. The average of new cases now approaching 70,000 a day in the U.S. That's the highest yet. The year UK died is only three more decades of fasting. There's no treatment and no vaccine. The U.S. has surpassed 20 million cases with more than 346,000 deaths.
All right, welcome back to Metal Uprising on SonicAsylumRadio.com. Just heard some Project Resurrect. You heard blood in my hands. No cure. Ride or die. We are the one and kill or be killed. I want to thank uh, Peter and Wayne for coming on Metal Uprising tonight. Uh, much appreciated. Of course, the album is released tomorrow on digital format. So uh, go on over to their band camp and purchase it. And uh, yeah, good stuff. So anyway, guys, I do not have Wasp. Sorry. I do have it in my collection, however, but I'll have to get it loaded in my uh, broadcaster. So anyway... I want to thank those in the chat room. Gary was there. Roy is in there. Kenneth is in there. Wayne is in there. I was in there for a while. And those other listeners out there, thank you. In case you missed the full interview, I will have a podcast up so you can check it out later. Anyway, I'm going to leave you tonight with one more Project Resurrect. Here is In My Dreams, and I'll see you next Thursday. Take care, everybody. Let's get this loaded up for you guys. Anyway, here's Project Resurrect and In My Dreams, and good night, everybody.